0: This is david suisa welcome to my special podcast with uh, netta riskin who will be at the saban theater with other cast members of Stitzel on monday night june 4th and it's a great honor to have you on our podcast netta
1: thank you and thank you very much
0: so you did the show like a while back already and it sort of caught on with the rest of the world but it yeah was a- we shot
1: it on 2012 and 2015 so it's been four years ago really
0: and yeah. all over America now people are like discovering it thanks to the miracle of Netflix and also around right. the world uh, mm-hmm. what do you think what do you think has created this this magic behind this show
1: I have absolutely no idea when we shot it <laughs> in Israel um, we kept laughing all the time that we're doing something we really like that no one else in Israel is going to watch so uh, it it's just astonishing i i don't know what people i don't know you know because i I, did, I don't even know if it translates to other languages you know but i maybe it's very exotic the the story is very good uh, it's very well written but it's a, it's a, it's a mystery i really well, i don't know
0: i have i have some theories uh, okay
1: of, I'd like to hear them.
0: okay let's wind on let, let's try to figure out th- this I mean th- sh-
1: there's, that, there's nothing on you know when you read that when you read it on the paper there's no- nothing sexy about it you know it's uh, right. an orthodox family in, in, uh, in Mesha I mean, in Jerusalem yeah, Ultra- how many people are going to watch it just Unbelievable. when you let this you know?
0: well, uh, so. he, he, let's, this whole show is going to be about figuring out the mystery of the success so here's my yeah. one thought um okay what's happened in recent years in America this had a, a jar of very successful books of Haredi who leave the fold and they completely abandon. and it's become very sexy you know formerly Haredi women Haredi men and that's been a job yeah. of books uh like the unorthodox
1: or this exactly kind of book? unorthodox yeah, okay. was a terrific okay. book
0: and there was yeah. Shulam Dean, there was many others and that's okay. become you know that was sort of quote unquote the sexy idea is the rebels who leave what yeah. i found no, fascinating about sell your no show no one
1: rebels they sell our orthodox this people is, who like
0: exactly to be
1: orthodox yeah
0: exactly yeah. so you you didn't follow the cliche of the rebel which is this no. is too stifling but what was powerful about the show is that you still felt the the, the difficulty of the lifestyle but there was something very poignant about the fact that you're not leaving it.
1: I don't think anyone... I don't think it's a diff- difficulty of the lifestyle. That's what they know. They like being Orthodox. They don't want to go out, you know? They don't want to...
0: Well, uh, but look th- at they, the... They, the they like
1: their lives, yeah?
0: The Shudachim with Kiveh, You know, he was, he was just told to m- pretty much marry this girl. And then he had to rebel because he was in love with... Another woman, so but he never rebelled enough to leave, you know. It doesn't, and I don't even, think your he husband left you. Yeah, your husband, yeah, left
1: no, you. my, my character doesn't want to leave at all, She's, and I that's love that. She yeah. And
0: I, I, I love that. Your husband leaves you, and you're still there fighting to keep your your family together, and then your daughter, so young, you know meets this yeah. guy and like it just drives you crazy and then I, the, the transition even in your husband when he comes back and he turns into this beautiful soul which was really yeah. surprising yeah. I, found, I found I found that yeah. you, it turns out he became closer to your daughter than than you were uh, so
1: yeah, he's, he's weak okay he's weak. Yeah. yeah he's
0: weak that's true that's he's true and weak. you were very strong yeah. and they, they, there was a yeah. scene when you had to make money uh, for your he's family. not
1: He's not the, the cliché of the villain, you know, the, the betraying husband. He's, yes, a, he he's a betraying husband because he's weak. Yeah.
0: Exactly. There was a hint. The whole show is full of hints. You know, so it's the artist. He's almost leaving. Then the brother who becomes, a, he could potentially become a big music star. He almost leaves and then he comes back to his wife. And then you had a scene when you were working for that woman. And it goes well. And she sounds like a wonderful woman until you bring your kid to the house. And then something happens. Yeah. She shifts on you, you know? Yeah. And, I, and mm-hmm. I, I, I think that was a, that was a line that she broke with you. And you said, I don't think I want to come back here. Right.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So there was, there was this, but, but I think at the end of the day, the other thing that I was part of the success is that it's about people looking for love. And everyone in the show pretty much is looking for their own version of love, and the 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 big one, of course, is mm-hmm. Kiva, Kiva, and yeah. this mad love he has for this widowy, that sort of drives the beginning of the whole show. I, I
1: think I think it's just the main thing. Stissel is about is about life, uh, and um, it's not about. Being uh, religious, it's not about uh, being spiritual. It's not about rebelling. It's just about life, you know. So uh, in yeah,
0: but Orthodox which part family, of life? Which part of you could you could have done a show about life that could have been really boring.
1: Um, you know, it's you know? about um. I th- I think it's mostly about um. The the reason that people like the characters are because they're all very flawed.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, yes. They're, they're...
1: They are. Yeah, so I I think that every one of the characters uh, wants to change the other. Shulem wants to change Kiva, and I want to change Lipe, and I want to change my daughter, and my daughter wants to change me, and my husband wants to change me, and uh, Kiva tries to change Elisheva. Everyone tries to change someone, and this is a thing that everyone can identify with, although, you know, we can't change anyone. So it's uh, kind of bittersweet in a way you
0: know yes yes Um, yes yeah uh and everybody finds their own thing what what moved me the most was this this search for love like kiva's brother who feels no love from his uh from his wife and then he and also not
1: from his dad (laughs) yeah i'm sorry also not from shulem
0: also not from shulem so he finds a way to feel some love from his from his wife by becoming you know sort of a musical star and then Kiva, obviously, is the driving force, but even his father yeah. is looking for his own version of love. His wife is dead, and he has these, these meetings with these widowies, and he loves their food, and that's his version okay. of love. Yeah. Your your version of love was you needed a husband as a partner to help you raise the family. And then yeah. your husband probably had his own uh, version of love, and then you have the typical Shiduchim you know, who just need a husband, right? The the, the woman that uh, Kiva was was dating and then his, I guess, cousin or niece. And everyone, there was... And then uh, Sheva, also was looking for love and she didn't realize it because she was so in love with her son. And then when Kiva sort of, you know, has the courtship with her, it sort of yes. opens up her life. I, I just found this so fascinating. I think this is what, what sort of moved me was how just this search for love just kept driving the show and also the absence of love that you have. And, and that for me was at the core of the, the life of the show. Without that, it would have been just okay. And then it makes you forget that actually, I did love the fact that you were all Haradium, and I'll tell you why. Because I think there was an aesthetic value to the show. I don't know if you noticed that, but there was a certain beauty to the, to the faces. Uh Kiva is beautiful. He has a beautiful face. That, yeah. You know, regardless of whether he's Haredi or not, there was a there was a real beauty to his face. Even the the uh the art uh the owner of the art gallery was yeah. also fascinating. And the the from women who were completely overdressed, like completely covered. You know, when you guys would go in bed at night, you were completely covered, and there was a right. certain elegance and and beauty to that. I don't know if it ever came up in your conversations. Did you feel any of that or was, or did you feel stifled because you're not, you're secular, obviously, right? Somebody told me that all the actors on the show are secular.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. How
0: did, how did you relate becoming a super from Haredi woman and dressing up in that garb? What did that do to you personally?
1: Um, you, you know, I'm an actor, that's what I do. So each, every time I play I, I a different role. So for me, it's interesting. I mean, um, I like playing things that are uh, far away from me. And that was very far away from me because I have absolutely no no connection to, to this sort of lifestyle. And none of my family does.
0: You must and be an uh, amazing actress because you looked completely Haredi in that film.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, but, you know, we had um, a lot, we did a lot of research. We had uh, special um, coaches to teach us a lot of things that taught us a lot of things like how to walk, how to sit, how to talk, how to dress and so on. Uh, I I can tell you I felt very beautiful in those uh, garments, but uh, Giti is also known to be the, the She's, she has the ugliest clothes in the show. That was like the joke that Kitty has absolutely no taste. So all the, the most, they had, you know, at one point that our uh, dressers had a competition, who brings me the most ugly, ugliest, ugliest rope. Yeah. And someone won. It's uh, it's this, this, the the, the winning uh, rope is on episode 12, season one. That was the, they had a, They literally had a competition so that was can't tell you I felt too pretty in it but you it's like it's quite amazing to you know when you walk when we used one time we had a lunch break and I just went on a short stroll outside and the suddenly the reactions of the people outside are completely different than what you know that what you normally know because you're just very transparent Mm. (laughs) I mean just you it's like it's it's as if you don't exist that's and or people are a bit um hesitant in a way they would cross they won't they won't get too close to me you know
0: you know there uh, there was a movie many years ago called a stranger among us with melanie griffith and it's the story of a a prostitute who becomes very religious woman and in the beginning of the film she has classic look and the mini skirts the high heels and so forth and then as the movie goes on uh, she, you know, long dresses, more from, and it was kind yeah. of a, a magical transformation that I yeah. remember feeling in the film that, you know, by the, by the end of the film, there was a certain elegance to her where there's more your imagination and there was a certain, I don't know, a mystery Yeah, maybe. but you know,
1: we, we, don't, we don't have the same starting point. It's not that Correct. I... Correct, 100%. Yeah, you know? 100%. Yeah.
0: But there's, there's um, this book I remember once, Doesn't Anyone Blush Anymore?, and it spoke about just the power of intimacy and this idea of how modesty has a certain type of beauty and i felt yeah. that and i felt that, that yeah. sort of intersection can, yeah. between modesty and beauty there was a certain beauty also i think the strength of the right. personalities because you have a strong personality that's also very attractive you're not a weak yeah. you're not a weak person and i think that the combination of the strength of your personality with with the modesty so there is beauty and modesty. I don't know if anybody would yeah. ever say that uh, as no, why no, they I, like the I show, but yeah. it's certainly why I liked it. And uh, there's some immodesty as well. I think the father had moments when he was too aggressive, almost gross right. in how he ate and how he spoke and stuff. And that was sort of immodest. I think uh, Kiva has a sweetness to him that sort of transcends how he looks. And and this is what, what the whole show transcends, sort of the, the look, the Haredi look, and just makes you all like these real vulnerable, powerful, complicated human beings. It's just really extraordinary. Yeah. It's extraordinary. I mean, I wonder what is it about Israel that creates these kind of shows? Neta, I was going to call you Giti. Uh, uh,
1: I think uh, good writers, I guess, Um, I don't know. Just yeah. um,
0: yeah, I was, I was um, e- trying to explain Israel to people. I was there last month, and the whole idea of having 15 seconds to go to a bomb shelter, which is something mm-hmm. Americans n- never feel. We never have to run to a bomb shelter in America. And obviously, since the beginning of the state of Israel, there's been this, I don't know what you call it, this sense maybe of danger that makes you appreciate life more than makes you go deeper and makes you you feel life so authentically over there, for better, for worse that maybe it automatically makes you look at things in a deeper way.
1: Um, perhaps. I don't, I don't know. I, I've lived here my whole life. So I, 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 I don't know. That's your perspective because you, you would look at it from the outside, but um,
0: yeah, that, that's I know. what it's I see. Just,
1: um, we don't, I, I, I think also that um, we don't have this uh, industry in Israel, film industry, television industry doesn't have a lot of money and you can't, uh, make up on bad writing with uh, with lots of action and effects and all this kind of thing. So you just, you can only depend on good writing because you just don't have a lot of money for the production, you know? So uh, that you, you're you left with a good story. That's the emphasis that, that the director will put on, the writers will put on, producers will put on, actors will put on. That's, that's what we care about because... We can't have like those grandiose mega productions, you know? So, um,
0: And that includes the cliches, the sort of the commercial cliches. I didn't feel that the writers were trying to entertain me. I felt they were trying to move me, which is a big difference. Yeah, in so yeah many... it's a
1: big difference. A
0: few years ago, you uh, you worked with Natalie Portman right. on a Tale of Love and Darkness, right? And right. You were trying to make her Israeli accent more authentic, correct? Tell us about that. Right.
1: Yeah. Hmm. It's just a, it's a thing I do once in a while. Um, it's like it's just being a dialect coach when I'm when I'm not acting. It's just a side job I do sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. That's it.
0: And your so, accent yourself? Did you work on? Because you don't really have too much of an Israeli accent.
1: Um, no, I just have a good ear. <laughs> that's that's it. Uh, but um, no. That, that's, my, that's my job. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily work on it. Yeah, but I do it once in a while if there's something that interests me and I can take a break from my own job because that's very difficult. And then I just, it's a, it's a, it's a nice job, you know? Do you
0: remember uh, when you were young, was there one moment in your life, in your youth, when you said, this is what I want to do, I want to be an actress?
1: yeah tw- there were many there were with my first time i watched a movie that was when i was three years old i watched the sleeping beauty in in the cinema and i and i i was I that's what i wanted to do i wanted to be a cartoon but um <laughs> later on yeah seriously i wanted to, but uh i watched uh gone with the wind with my mom and then that was the second time I wanted to do it. And I used to, to imitate Scarlett O'Hara doing her scenes.
0: And by then uh, you didn't want to be a cartoon anymore. You want to be a, a real human.
1: I, di- I didn't see the difference, you know? Ah, but, okay. Uh, yeah. It was all uh, make believe. Uh, yeah, exactly. But yeah, there were many plenty, you know, uh, thinking of other times. Yeah. Every time I liked the movie. That's what and, I wanted. And, to do.
0: and what, what was your first big break?
1: uh when you
0: got a phone call you got a yes yes you got the part that magic moment uh, that in everybody's was, life.
1: Uh, a role i did which is called walk the dog it's with the director Nir near bergman that was a mini series uh uh-huh. that was it's very good actually oh good uh, well, i'll was, have
0: to check it out yeah, uh walk really the good. dog is it how do we get it is it on netflix or we'll have to tell netflix no to
1: pick i don't it know up?
0: Walk Just, the dog, all right, we'll find out yeah. it's so easy now,
1: yeah uh,
0: uh-huh. and then how many um, episodes did you do?
1: It's a six episode show.
0: It's okay. very
1: good, very good, yeah, but that was my first big that was that's actually my first role ever, but that was also the the lead part, so uh that was my breakthrough i guess
0: and then yeah. what what came after that
1: oh i did I did so many things i, I know uh, I, I did don't know Damascus yeah. cover
0: you played uh, I saw you in that and then. You had this other show in Israel, and then you had the the movie with Portman, and apparently there are rumors now uh, in in America that you might do a third season of Shtezol. Is that correct?
1: I don't know yet, I, and I can't I can't say anything. But I, I I don't know yet. Once it it will be official, then I I will not be the one to announce it. But I uh, I don't know yet. Yeah. Would you?
0: It's something I'm sure you would like, right? But it's a it's been a few years already, right?
1: It's, it would be, it's almost, It's. it's been four years.
0: Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Did, did, yeah. Did you, are you in touch with all the, the cast members? Or did you guys become kind of friends and stuff like that? Uh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're in touch. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah.
0: Do you all yeah, live in the same cafe and stuff? Do you live in Tel Aviv?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're all in touch. Me and Shira and Michael and. And our producer, the club, we, uh, everyone, we're all good, very, very good friends. Yeah.
0: But and you know, it's
1: Israel's small. So I know you're bound to meet everyone anyway.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, did anybody become uh Haredi from the show? No. That was no. a joke. That was a joke. No. But there, no, there no is any. one thing no, I, I love about Tel Aviv is at uh Friday night around sundown, even if you go on Rothschild or you go downtown and it seems that some people just go home, have a Shabbat meal, and then they come back out again. Am I making that up, or is that, is that true? Do you see that, too?
1: That they have a Shabbat? What do you mean by a Shabbat, Shabbat meal? meal?
0: Yeah, they, they just go Friday night. They're like, they observe the Shabbat in their own way, and they go have a meal. And There's not as many people during the time of the Friday night meal, uh, Shabbat. And then after that, they all go back to the nightclubs and so forth.
1: Um, yeah, is that strange?
0: No, I love it. It's amazing. We don't have here in America, it's more you either do it all the way or you don't.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. I see.
0: Yeah,
1: okay, okay, okay.
0: Whereas I think in Israel there's more of that traditional Sephardic approach where you can have the Shabbat meal and then just go to a nightclub.
1: Um wait, there is a mosque here. Wait, can you hear it? What a
0: great statement on Israel. Freedom of religion.
1: Yeah.
0: Where are Um, you now?
1: in jaffa you in jaffa i don't know i don't know what it is um can you hear me i'm sorry i can't i can to- yeah I'm... we
0: can totally hear you um, and i think it's kind of cool that there's a mosque sound in the background were you there for eurovision
1: yeah but I, I i i saw it on on tv i didn't go there
0: was it was it crazy i mean this is where you live right in tel aviv
1: was it crazy what uh on the, on street? the street yeah um no it wasn't that bad actually there were the it was, people didn't, there were not a lot of tourists here. It was too expensive. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so you know, it, wasn't, wh- it wasn't too
0: bad. One thing I noticed about the show as well, is there's absolutely zero politics, which is really interesting. So all these issues we hear about the Haradium, do they want to go into the army or not? Do they want to integrate? And
1: um, You know, there's, like uh, It's it's not completely true that there's nothing inside. I mean, it's not about politics, but let's say, there is uh the episode 11 on the first season when um there is the um, independence day and Shulem doesn't yes. let the you know, yes, so,
0: yes, 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 with the school, you're exactly right. That was and, that was the the, and you time. know, that's
1: a, a very funny thing because the people, the secular people who are watching it, I mean, they're let's say Zionists or grew up in a Zionist country and that's the most important day, and suddenly they're. Favorite character, the characters that they follow and they love, are against this very special day. You know, so it's uh... I felt the
0: same thing. Ne- ne- yeah, I felt the same thing. I said, oh did you have to go there?" And it was almost shocked me because there was so little politics up until then, and then all of yeah. a sudden they end up talking negatively against the state. But there was also opposition, if I recall, from some it's of the It's not categories. that
1: they talk negatively. That's not the talk, way but they just they kind they of live, deny. That's know? the way they're yeah. they're
0: taught. That's the way. That's yeah. all they know right and yet it's the country where they live in
1: yeah but they're against the they're against Zionism. you know they're they they're religious they're waiting for the messiah
0: and i think part uh, of the conflict of israel right now is you see the humanity versus ideology so we see the haredian portrayed in such a human way that's so appealing and then at the same time we hear the news and the Haredi parties and the Knesset, they want to impose the laws of Shabbat and, you know, still maintain the right not to join yeah. the army and so forth like that. It makes it, makes it complicated. How you, say, um, you know?
1: Yeah, but, you know, the show is not about the politicians. It's just about people. Um, I don't think that the Shtisel family care that much if uh, I will observe shabbat or not you know or you that right? they're not politicians they're just um you know uh, most they're people aren't
0: yeah, mo- yeah most most people are not most people yeah. want to wake up in the morning and have a beautiful day and raise their yeah you know and, That's right. and do what they love uh final question netta what do you yeah. look forward to now in the next year or two in your career anything up we should keep an eye on
1: um i have no idea yet i don't know let's see let's wait and see what happens i right. don't know well yeah. i look
0: look forward to seeing you in la yeah
1: me too yeah it's thank you be, very much
0: yes yeah, tuesday night and Sorry wednesday Sorry for
1: the noise here but it's, i'm not at home so yeah it's,
0: it's okay it's very israeli
1: okay
0: all yeah, right okay okay god bless you okay take care thank, thank you very again much. thank you bye-bye uh one more thing the show tuesday night Stitzel cast at the Saban Theater, Wednesday night at Sinai Temple.